Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 9, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart and do our assessment from the big picture perspective. Before we do that, has anything changed from the weekly chart perspective? No. They ran up. They missed the 100-day moving average. They're above the downsloping trend line. It's in a bullish formation. They're in the process of having a pullback week. It's not closed yet. We'll see what happens on Friday's close at the end of the week. But that's all it is at present. We always have to have the big picture in mind. Now, we come down to the daily chart, and they run up. And this is a wedge formation, and they could be breaking down below the lower portion of the wedge at some point. That's the line I believe we drew it last night and a couple of times before. However, there's other stuff going on. So we have the 20-day moving average. You're also eating time off the clock in a bullish, pullback, flaggish kind of formation getting into an on-time type of situation. If that were to be the case, taking that stance for a moment, and remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So one side of the coin is the bullish setup. This is the bullish setup. Above all the moving averages, she stays bullish. Certainly above the weekly trend line, she stays bullish. So what's the number... That becomes a give or take. It's 402.85, maybe it's 403, maybe it's 402.50. But in that zone, if she were to get there, and we'll call it sooner than later, like, for example, how about on Friday, this week, tomorrow? If she were to get there tomorrow, I think that's a bounce back in the other direction. I think it's a buying opportunity. If they slice it through all the way and they start getting below 400 point. 75, that's going to turn out to likely be wrong because that will open the door for a retest of the top side of this sloping trend line from the weekly chart. First things first, right here is a spot. If we found Mrs. Market there on Friday, I believe that to be an opportunity. We'll zero in on it for Inside the Numbers and Inside the Numbers live room members tomorrow morning. We show up every day in uniform, ready to go. Last night, what did we talk about as far as a stage where the market takes the next stage? What number did we talk about that opens the door for the next place? We talked about this breakup candle low at 407.57. So they broke it today. They tried to rally back by the end of the day, but then they ended up closing below that number. That technically activates the next important place. As far as I calculate it, the next important place happens to be around 403, 40285, 40250. The next big time daily chart breakup candle low in the sequence happens to be 40235. Ironically enough, that had nothing to do with the 40285. You start to see how this comes together. When you begin to get results that all point using different methodologies 
that all point to the same or very similar number, you know that there's something to that number. It's an important spot. You begin to recognize what a full stack situation looks like. About some supporting documentation, let's take a look at the 240 chart, and you'll notice that they came below after riding it for a while, the 20 period moving average. So we know that that's no longer of importance. What's the next moving average down below? Well, it's underneath our 403 give or take spot. However, what we do know is there are no moving averages in the way between current price and 403. On the 120 chart, you'll see that they've just now begun to give up the 50 period moving average after hovering on top of it for quite a while. Again, there's nothing in the way between current price and the 403 we've been discussing. The next moving average down in the sequence is around 400, and you'll notice on the 240 chart it was in the same general ballpark. Now, price does not, and I emphasize not, have to move in between moving average to moving average from one to the next. That's not what they're there for. They're guidelines. They're an average of something that already happened. I happen to think they're useful information, but it's still an average of something that already happened. Looking at a chart we hardly ever look at, the 180-minute chart, that is three hours worth of time, and you can see something interesting here, maybe worth paying attention to, a spike through the 50-period moving average to run a test in the neighborhood slash vicinity of the breakup candle low we've been discussing. The daily chart was the same one, 402. 35 is the low. My number happens to be 402.85, give or take. It's close enough. You start to see how there's something here on the 180 chart. You have breakup candle low from the daily, which obviously shows up on other charts. You do have a spike through a moving average. Just looking around the horn, being the umpire calling balls and strikes. The main question is, are traders making money inside the numbers and inside the numbers live room? And I'll let you answer that question based on the information provided that was provided for the live room in real time by me and what was written here in the notes throughout the day. Let's check it out. What I urge you to do after I point out a couple of important things is pause the video, read all the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So at zero dark 30, they were bouncing off of Jerry's breakout area from yesterday. They were up 40, 45, 50 handles, something like that in the pre-market around zero dark 30. They ended up giving it up later, but the point is, is that nice rally from Jerry's breakout. So the thieves in the morning did the thing and then they did the other thing. They still left some unfinished business up there during the regular session. We'll get to that later. Here's the unfinished business, 414.68. It's magnetic, important, and overhead resistance. Our bear pivot, which becomes our pivot later in the morning, is 413 and a quarter. Getting below opens the door for a test and spike of 412, which is from yesterday, but still important today. Then we have other stuff, which will also come out later on. But we had two important things that we want to note. We had... 413 and a quarter and 412. Now, you know the routine, and in case you don't, here's our objective in the live room and for inside the number members. I'm looking for 
the pivot. Once I find the pivot, I'm looking for a trade either to the pivot, from the pivot, something of that nature. This is what we look for as the bread and butter each and every morning. There's other stuff that comes up, but that's really the first objective out of the gate. 413.35 is our pivot. Five-minute chart, right at the vertical is today's activity. You can see the top line, 413.25. You can see it was the pivot early on, but that's not all. 8.30, right out of the gate. And this was also being discussed in real time in the live room. We're taking the trade together. 413.35 is our pivot. Above keeps the door open for a regular session test of 414.65, give or take. Getting below takes that off the table in favor of 412. Okay, fair enough. That should be pretty clear. 921. So by the way, already an hour before the opening bell, you have a sense for what we're looking at. You can look at what's happening in the pre-market. You can see it. And therefore, you have some kind of sense and comfort level of an understanding of what the market's trying to accomplish. And if she can't, she's going to start getting below X, and that opens the door for Y. Whole different mindset going into the market rather than just guessing, hey, I think I'll jump into this trade and hope it works out. That's not how you run a business. So as we get closer to the opening bell, if they spike them, we don't know exactly what's going to happen at the opening bell. So what we do is we prepare. So if they spike them up, 414.65, give or take, is an early target. It's close to 415, which is a big fat round number. 415.35 is important and overhead resistance. You'll see later that I'm interested, like here, the more conservative spot is 415.35 to take a short, but understanding that this number, 414.65, can reject price. So there are traders that are coming into the day saying, hey, if they're going to pop the market up, I may be a willing participant on the short side. What's the number? What's the best place I can find the short? So I'm providing that to you. Now, the flip side, traders willing and able can call it a zone for a scalp short. That was the 414.65 up to 15.35. Can you buy 413.35 for a bounce back? Yes, as long as you understand closing candles below opens the door for 412. And then, of course, 412 would be another area for a bounce back for another scalp with potential if they're down there. This is all before the opening bell. Okay, fair enough. 931, 413.35 is support, short term for now. Here's a three-minute chart, and remember what was said before the opening bell and then right around the opening bell. Can you buy it? It is support for a bounce back in the other direction. And here it is. That was, in fact, the pivot. The low here was 413.21, low here was 413.17, the bounce back, the high here was 414.41, so they gave you better than 10 handles, we took profit around 7, give or take, for the scalp portion with potential, traders in the live room, traders inside the numbers, traders all over the place. A couple of minutes into the day, trade number one, under the belt. We had a quick scalp and IFF, then it turned into a shit burger for other traders who took a second or third price level. However, there was a positive trade at the first price for IFF. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We're focused on resistance as they go up and up and up. Here's where you can see at 942, showtime for the Bulls to play defense at the pivot. That was the 413 and a quarter or 35. 
And then you can see the bounce back, 7 points, 414, first place of overhead resistance. Scalp with potential by 949, nice trade, rest is trader's choice. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Here you can see unfolding 1010, bull bear battle at the pivot, above the bulls run the tape, below 412 is on the table, just reiterating what we already know. Now, one thing we did discuss in the live room, and you'll see it in the notes also, is that 414.68 was actually a number that they should have gotten to. It's still unfinished business. They missed it twice today. They missed it the other day. It's weakness when they can't hit it, but in the morning hours when they can't hit it and they come close, you have to take the stand of, hey, they missed it on purpose. They're going to go up again later, and they're likely going to go higher. But now, after the fact, once they get below 413.25, that takes the upside off the table for the time being. Door opens for 412, and you say, hey, wait a minute, that's weakness. And you go back to what was discussed in the live room early in the morning. Listen, it would be odd, quote unquote, this is what I said, for them not to get there. And if they don't, it's weakness. And therein lies what happened today. It really was weakness. You don't know it at the time, but once they get below the pivot, there it is. All of a sudden, the thing changes. Moving along, see what else we have. 1028. How about showtime at 412, give or take? Scalp with potential. This was the give or take portion. You'll see that later. It was discussed in the live room. Everybody knew I was in the trade. You heard order filled type thing. And the low is 41210 and the low in this candle is 41209 that's the give or take where do they bounce back to the high in this candle is 41325 pretty interesting how that works if they get below the door opens for 410 all over again 41335 would be the next great target as long as they can stay above 412 they got to 41325 and then here you go below 412 same routine again this is the tour guide information there's your run back to the next target 413 and a quarter against the pivot of 413.35 pause the video read the notes go back to the chart to double check the work 12 o'clock market was a little active i stuck around a little longer today 412.50 to 408.85 give or take is a zone of importance by the way i stuck around over lunch and traders in the live room we got another one together normally a bounce back from there in the other direction 410.50 to 408.85 we did take 410.50 off the table because they hovered over it for a while so we dropped that price you'll see it later in the notes by 12.35 best zone on the table 409.90 to 408.85 give or take for a bounce back in the other direction Starts with a scalp with potential. 409.90, 408.85. That's the zone. There it is. There's your scalp with potential. The high in this candle, 410.50. You'll see that was the target. So at minimum, it was six points if you bought 90, meaning 409.90. Traders bought lower than that, and we were certainly prepared to buy 408.85 here. Not after they did the trade and came back down. Then it was over, I was off air, I'm done for the day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. And then you'll see here, and the scalp portion of the trade is over. They jumped them up to 
which gives us about seven point minimum from the highest entry. Turn them into a risk-free emotionless trade, come back down, you can't take a loss, you can always buy them again lower, but you put a base hit in your pocket, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Three SPY trades today. Stocks on the move. The middle four of them did not hit their entry objectives. We had IFF at the bottom, Baxter at the top, and then the live room, we put one more on in name of MGM. We'll also go over that chart. Let's start with MGM since it wasn't on the board, but it was brought up in the live room. Hey, do you have a resistance point? I've got this number. What do you think? Turned out my number was very close to the member's number that told me, and therefore I gave him two numbers, the zone. The first number was a little bit different than 4467. It was a little bit higher. And then I said you can sell them up to 4550. This was a short opportunity. So if you think about it, you sell both numbers just the same as we buy both numbers on a drop in a stock. We're selling two numbers. Your average is in the middle, and you can see what happened. They came down. They gave you the trade, rallied back to run a test, and sold off, and therefore gave us another trade from the live room. IFF, Frank Frank. 102.38, they came into it, they spiked it, and they bounced And trader, a couple in the live room, got it. You had to have an order in the system since it happened very, very fast. Jordan had it. He does automated orders. So he was entered, and then just seconds later, the exit hit, and he got a profit, and that was it. Some other traders tried to buy the second or third price and ended up looking like this later in the day. So that was unfortunate if a trader did that. So either they got the first price, and that was it, or they tried either only the second and third, or held on, or ended up with some kind of shit burger. There were a few that bought it way lower and took a couple of bounce trades, but this was IFF, not exactly a trader's dream today, only I just wanted to explain what happened as far as what we did with it. Baxter came up short of the second level, and then it bounced back, giving a nice opportunity. The low was 38.58, The zone was 39.45 to 38.50, so they bounced anyway. Either way, they gave the trade one way or the other. The only difference with bouncing before the price is didn't give a trader a chance to lower the average price. No harm, no foul. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything we can glean from today's activity other than the fact they came into and stopped at the 20-period moving average? It's not a revelation. We've been going like this for days and days and days, and there you are at that spot. They came back to retest a former breakout area. So guess what? And it's hard to pinpoint to the penny exactly what that number or price is. So we can use for this purpose the 20-period moving average and then this breakup candle low. Start pushing below this stuff, and the uptrend has likely been reversed to now, once again, a leg lower. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They gave up this breakup candle low where we said they were making a bullish flaggish pattern unless it fails, right? It failed. Therefore, now we have to look to the next thing that's important. So I see some pivots over here. I draw a line across. It comes in around that 20-period moving average, which will be slightly different tomorrow. And you can see here that that is a really important place, 20-period moving average, former breakout area, 
pullback in an uptrend. Under normal garden variety conditions, they should get a bounce operation at that or around that area slash price. Call it 223, 224 in the IYT, which is the corresponding exchange traded fund to the DJT or folks down at the transportation department. How about the Q people? They filled the gap. We don't need this price. This is the more important price. This is our SPY 410 price. So let's just keep our eye on that and we'll know what that price is. The high of this candle is 296.65. So anywhere in there, 297, 296.50, in that neighborhood is a very, very important spot. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. It's a pullback in an uptrend until it's not. This is a pullback situation. We don't have conviction, institutional dumping of everything under the sun, throw the baby out with the bathwater. We have a pullback in an uptrend at present until or unless that situation or characteristic changes. Pullback in the XLF down 1%, not a big deal, still above all the moving averages have yet to even come into the 20-period moving average. So we're going to call this a down day that ran a test of the last big breakup candle low in the sequence, and it held for today. There's nothing really more we need to say about the XLF until something material happens. What about Smash Mouth? Even though most everything else was down today, Smash Mouth still finished up on the day. Not a lot. Four tenths of one percent, one dollar was up a whole lot more earlier. But what's it actually doing? You got it. Same thing we just keep discussing. It's making a bullish pattern until it's not in an uptrend. It's eating time off the clock, building energy for another move higher. Could they come down to the 20? This breakup candle low? Yeah, why not? That's still a support area. Didn't they break out from this place here? Isn't that around the same place? Yes, it is. You see how the same stuff appears on all charts, all time frames, because all charts act and react the same way. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.